This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What's up, family? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league from the MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 b l e a v 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts who's a proud sponsor of the boss man show on your radio Man show new Idaho State Bengals head coach Charlie Rogger with me in the Boss Man Show out there in Idaho. Coach, how you doing? What's going on out there in Idaho, man? Oh man, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. We're just uh in that summer grind, getting these guys uh in the weight room and, and out on the field working, uh, you know, just conditioning and uh just trying to get these guys ready for, for fall camp here in, in late July, early August. I hear that, Coach. Man, I'm asking man, uh, getting this job back in December, man. Uh, how to make you feel, man? Putting all that time, man, such teams coordinator, different jobs over over the years, man. All that work you put in, finally paying off. How to make you feel to get, get this gig, man? Well, I, th- I think that you know, um, 23 years I've been coaching, and you know, I went from high school uh, to a graduate assistant at Arizona State uh, to getting fired as a staff at Arizona State, back to high school as a head coach for, for five years. And then, you know, the last decade in the, in the PAC 12 at Arizona and Cal um, and knowing that I, I wanted to be a, you know, my goal was to be a college head coach. And so, um, you know, it was just a culmination of, of really a dream come true and, and an opportunity to, to show what I could do at the college level. And, uh, 
uh, I'm excited and, and very humbled and grateful for the opportunity. I hear that, Coach. I'm asking you this, man. You know, uh, my dad, eight two years old, come August, man. He he's a coach as well, and he always talked about he wanted to help young men in Atlanta grow, and who didn't have a, a figure that was their father, a male in their lives to help them become men and be better men. So, for you, Coach, what is your why? To, why you coach? Why you get in this business, man? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think you know first and foremost, you, you you get into it as a young man, as a player. And, you know, you enjoy playing the game. And, and, and as the game, you, you, you get older, if you're fortunate enough uh, to go on and play college, which I was, um, that's when the reality, you know, for some guys, it starts in high school, their career ends. You know, you go to college and then it ends there. Uh, some guys go on to the NFL and it, it, it eventually, as I tell our kids, football for 99.9% .9 of the, the, the guys that play it, football tells you when you're finished. You know, the elite, the very few even some of the great ones, but the elite, there's a handful that get to tell the game when they're done. And that's a rarity. So when the game was getting ready to tell me I was done, I didn't want to be done, you know, and uh, I just loved the, the camaraderie, the relationships. And so I knew from a young age, if I couldn't play, I wanted to coach. And, uh, and that's what I talk about with our kids here. Uh, you know, football is about relationships and people, yes. and it, it helps you uh, it's just another avenue to help kids, young men be successful in life. And I, I think as as the culture changes and grows to more of a me culture with the social media and not that there's some good things that come out of it, but there's a lot of, you know, challenging things for the young people with, with social media and, and having to, you know, come at them fast uh, at a younger age. So, you know, to me, football is one of the last true uh, sanctuaries where you can help young men uh learn how to be mentally and physically tough and learn how to be compassionate and build relationships at the same time. And so to me, uh, that's why I do it. It's for the relationships. It's for watching those kids, you know, 10 years from now, come back and have gotten married, start a family of their own and say, man, coach, you made a difference, man. This, this is something that I always forget. And it's, it's always refreshing to have those young people come back and, and let you know how much of a difference you make in their lives. Because sometimes you get in the thick of it you forget, you know, and it's always nice to, to be brought back down to earth and humbled, man. Like, hey, this is really what I'm about. And, Coach, I feel like sports changed my life forever, Coach, because, you know, sports taught me diversity, because I'll be honest with you. I didn't even meet my first white kid until I was six years old playing Tampa baseball. I, I didn't meet a Mexican kid until I was six, six years old. So it taught me about different backgrounds. I didn't care about where it was from. I just wanted to get, get out of my, the hood, you know, for the weekend, play, play baseball. And football gave me opportunity to get into sports and go to college. And now I have radio show that I own for 12 years. So I feel like sports taught me about diversity and people and gave me a platform and opportunity to do what I'm doing today. So I feel like no all in the sports. No doubt. I, I think that's the beauty of sport, too, because you have, especially that's why I tell our guys, you know, and obviously I'm biased as a football coach. I say it's the best team sport there is in, in the world because it's the largest. And you have so many people from so many diverse backgrounds, uh, different religious backgrounds, different socioeconomic backgrounds. And at the end of the day, on Saturdays, man, that all goes out the window because you're yes. fighting for one cause. And, yes. and that's what real life is. You know, I think as human beings, we fear what we don't know. Right. And to your point, man, like, you know, I grew up in southwest New Mexico, um, you know, we, we had a town, uh, a small town of 1200 people, whites and Hispanics. Right. So uh, I didn't I didn't play sports uh, with, with a, a, a black young man until I went to college. You know what I mean? And then you just you, you go in there, you build relationships. And again, I'll come back to that key word. You know, some of those guys 
best friends for life, right, man? And like you, you realize that we're all striving for the same, same goals and everybody wants the opportunity to be successful. And, and therein lies the beauty of if more people were involved in sports and understood that we're all trying to fight for the same things uh, and understand how to get there together, the world would be a lot better place. And told me how I speak different languages too at six years old. I learned no French, doubt. Portuguese, no <laughs> doubt. And, you no know, doubt. Spanish. So, because we all, hey, we all have different backgrounds. And I learned yeah. about all that, uh, how we all got where we're at. At six, six years old, coach, now, the opposite, baseball taught me all this stuff at six mm -hmm. years old. That's why I told the football, of course, it, but it was so great and amazing. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it, right? Like, it's not all about the X's and O's, it's so much more about, you know, the afterlife of ball. You know, that's that's what's the important. It's the lessons that you take away. Yeah, we know at this level we got to win or, or you get fired. That's just the reality of it, and that's okay. But it is – there is a greater cause, and there's a lot of underlying things that really help young men go off and be successful later in life. And you've been a special teams coach. You, you do it the whole team, offense, defense. You do it everybody. So that way you build relationships because you've been a defense guy, offensive guys. That's a special role, too. And I feel like that John Harbaugh shows that with the Ravens about how he can get, get along with it. All both sides of the ball because he had to deal with everybody as well as teams head coach. No, I, I, you're exactly right. And that's why, you know, some of, you know, obviously I've got my own motivating factors of why I want to be successful and the things that, that motivate me internally. But, you know, I, I would like to see uh, more special teams coordinators get opportunities to become head coaches because I think one, uh, just what you said, besides the head coach and the strength coach, the only other guy that talks to the entire team and has those relationships with the entire team is a special teams coordinator. And, you know, in order to coach special teams, not, not that you don't have to be at other positions, but you have to be highly organized. You're dealing with a, a depth chart at every position. And again, a wide a variety of players off the roster, O-line, D-line, you know, uh, wide receivers, even quarterbacks as holders, you know, um, you're, you're just, you got the whole gamut. So uh, that that's personal to me, uh, knowing that uh, some of that wanting to be successful here at Idaho State is that it, it gives special teams coordinators uh you know, a, a more of an, hopefully more of an opportunity to become head coaches. And for you, uh, Coach Charlie, uh, what's going to be the foundation of your team, what you want your guys to have those values that you want to build for you to be, become Bengals down the road here as you build this thing up even more, man? Yeah, I think there's a couple things. You know, I've, I've got five pillars of success, uh, you know, that, that we'll build this program with. But the last two uh, are really, really, really important. Uh, and, you know, we talked about the first three, family, Right. The second one is uh, education. Uh, and then the third one is football, obviously. Right. You, you came here to get a degree. You're going to leave here with the degree. Third one is obviously what you came here for is to play football and how we're going to go about and, and attacking that. Um, but the last two, which to me are what what's going to define us is is self-discipline, because at the end of the day, you know, three, four years from now, when you leave college four or five years from now, uh, and you're out of your parents' house and you got a job. Ain't nobody waking you up in the morning but yourself. And if you don't have the self-discipline to get up and, and hold yourself accountable, do the things that you're supposed to do to be a good person and, and show up on time and do those little things, you're not going to make it. So we got to be a program that's a self-starter. And then, you know, secondly, uh, we talk about resiliency. You know, we got to be able to take a punch because we talk about it every day, man. Uh, bad things happen to good people every day. And it's not that, hey, man, it's okay. You know, we're not, we don't want to be, you know, we don't want, we're not going to talk about losing. We don't want to say, hey, losing is ever okay. 
but you learn from losing. There's no shame in getting knocked down. The shame falls in if you don't get yourself back up and get back in the fight. And that's what, you know, we've got to be known for. Now, we talk about it also in, in two fashions is, you know, we, Cal we used to say smart and tough. And, and here it, it's more of a savvy and tough. You know, I, I want guys that are savvy. Yeah, we're going to have our guys that are 4.0 students. We're going to have our guys that are 2.3 students. That's okay. You're doing, if you're performing at the a maximum capacity, that, 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 that's your ability, we're good with that. But we want guys that are football savvy, understand the game, the in and outs, and, and we don't beat ourselves. And then we got to have tough guys, you know, mentally tough, physically tough. You know, you get punched in the face by an opponent, the mental toughness not to retaliate, retaliate because 90% of the time what happens? The second guy gets caught, you know, not beating ourselves. You look at college football and more games are lost, in my opinion, than won. You know, yes. you give up sacks, turnovers, you know, you commit stupid penalties and put yourself in situations. If you can avoid those things and don't beat yourself, you're going to have a chance to be in a lot of football games and give yourself an opportunity to win. So those are some characteristics that hopefully uh, in a year or two, well, we know we're starting now, but that those are going to show in our program. And being out there out of Idaho, I feel like you got a lot of talent out there on the West Coast. You can go define players, draw a sucker around where you're at, and branch out to the, to Washington there, Oregon as well, go down to Utah, find players, and go to Nevada as well. So talk about finding those key guys who fit your program out there that you want to make sure you become Bengals here, help build this Biscay program, program even more, man. Well, I think that you're, you're spot on. I, we were to a defensive court and I were talking about it today. There's a lot of good football players out there, man across the country. And, uh, you know, as a, as a one double a school, right. You know, the pecking order, uh, you know, starts at the top, right. With the, the Alabama's, the SEC's, the power five conferences, the, the PAC 12, the big 10, all that. And then it kind of trickles down to, to where, Hey, where, you know, the group of five, you know, and then into that, where's the top players at the one double a level that we got to compete for it. You know, the thing uh, <clears throat> for me, being a West Coast guy in terms of my whole career, being in Arizona, California, now Idaho, but I've, come, I, you know, I've, I've recruited Hawaii, I've recruited Utah, I've recruited Colorado, uh, I've recruited Texas, um, you know, so I, I've been all over the West Coast. And, you know, I think for us, you know, with the major population, you know, two hours from here in Salt Lake City, getting down into Utah, that should be a hot spot for us. Uh, we'll take a few kids every year out of California. Obviously, we're going to get some kids here. Uh, out of the state of Idaho every year. You know, that's going to be a priority for us. And then we feel like, hey, uh, you know, we've got some pretty good pool. Obviously, a, a major part of my career was down in Arizona, ties down there. We can get a few players out of there every year. And then obviously the Northwest, you know, between Washington and Oregon, Montana, we feel like that West Coast footprint will do us right and we'll be able to get everything we need. And then, you know, and then on top of that, taking a look at the transfer portal or the junior colleges to bring some guys in to infuse talent where, where we think we need it, you know, at, at that particular time. I hear that. I'm asking this coach, uh, how has it been to meet, meet, meet your guys? I mean, I think this must the most fun part is the relationships with your players. How's that been building those bonds, those guys now they're out there with you working out, getting ready for fall camp, man. I know you have some good juices going every day, you know, seeing your guys really competing for you every day and getting to be, be getting to know you every day, even better every each day, man. Well, I think that, you know, when, when I first got here, right, just like you're taking over a new program in December and you know, I start meeting the other players were on vacation at that point. You start meeting with those guys in January. And, and you know, I, I had one-on-one -on -one meetings with everybody on, every player on the team, trying to get to know them a little bit better. And then it's time to go to work in those winter workouts. And you're, you're trying to learn names and faces and build relationships before you start uh, spring ball. 
And, and you know, we got, a, we, we got that accomplished to a degree. Uh, and then we went through spring ball. We tried to do several more team functions, team outings together, again, to understand not just the coaches, but the team, knowing, knowing each other. You know, I think with COVID, that kind of changed the game. Guys being, you know, locked down and, and not being able to spend as much time together. You know, that's what creates that team chemistry. Best teams I've ever coached or been a part of are the teams that love each other and, and truly have those relationships. And they, they do things outside of football. And so, you know, it's, it's just a, a continuation of fostering that from the springtime to the summer. Again, you know, when we had all, uh, we got back, the players got back uh, two weeks ago on Sunday and we had them all over to the house for a barbecue and, and just spend time together. We've got to continue to do that to, to enhance those relationships so that when we go out on the field on Saturdays, we're fighting for our brother. 100% coach. Got two more for you, man. Uh, talk about, Georgia, uh, in particular, the recruiting here, Georgia, the player, the quality of player you get out of Georgia, because I feel like some of the top flight football is played out here in Georgia, and guys are prepared to be plug and play guys coming out of Georgia. And talk about of your years of coaching coming out here since the talent down here in Georgia. Well, I think, you know, just not just in Georgia, which I mean, you know, Georgia to me is one of the premier playing states. I mean, that's, you know, if you, you know anything about recruiting, you know that Georgia's a hotbed. And, you know, when I was at the University of Arizona, we, we dabbled in recruiting Georgia, you know, uh, we were, as you, we were talking earlier before we went into this, you know, right about the, the, the warm temperatures there in Georgia, you know, and, and similar, you know, in Arizona. So we thought, Hey man, there's some similarities, certain things. Uh, obviously you got a, a big city in Atlanta and, and then the surrounding state, you, you can get some kids out of Georgia and the, the talent level is through the roof. Uh, they put a, an emphasis on football. So what you're getting at, out of there a lot of times is kids that, not only are uh, extremely talented, but are ahead of the curve, so to speak, from a football intellect. So, you know, it's kind of a win-win. And I, I think when you look at the South, you see that in general, you know, Texas as well. There's certain states that, that you know, man, when you go recruit them, the emphasis is on football and you're going to get yourself most of the time a heck of a football player coming out of those respective states. Now, last one for you, Coach. Now, I'm going to tell you, my side gig has been a foodie, so I ask you this question about food. Oh, man. You, when you, hey, you and I, I'm going to come to Atlanta. We're going to go get it in because yeah. you're right up my alley. And the problem is, is I've been on, I got to go to Hawaii here in about two weeks, and so I got to trim down about 15 pounds, man. And so I'm hurting right now because I ain't getting my snacks in. Man, so I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite spot to eat so far up there out of whole state, man. Who, who, who's treated you the best for us, giving you you guys some food, man, and, and those restaurants that you really love up there so far? Man, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, I, I would say, you know, one of our our little sports bar undercover is a, a place called the Press Box, right, man? And uh, they got real good, like, as a, as a sports bar goes, they got real good sports bar food. Always treat us right in there. And then there's a bunch. Uh, you know, my, my one of my top places would be the uh it's a, a steakhouse seafood place uh, the sandpiper uh top notch um you know there's a there's a teppanyaki like uh you know a place called uh, fuji where they they bring it right out there they they're on the hot grill right there making it in front of you um and there's been a couple actually uh, surprising uh good sushi places they'll never be like you know the last five years living in the bay area where where the sushi is is, is so fresh, man, that it's hard to beat. I miss my sushi from the Bay, but uh, those would be a few, man. There's uh, Surprisingly, man, there's been some really good uh, places to eat while I've been out here, and, uh, you know, uh, that's, that's my sweet spot. 
Now, you know, I covered Atlanta Hawks, too, as part of another one of my side gigs. So hopefully when we come play the Utah Jazz, it's in the second half of the year where you're not so deep in coaching. So well, I, we can actually hang out Salt Lake City, man. We, we come if play the you Utah do, Jazz. You got to hit me up. And if it's in the back, if it's outside of football season, man, I'm going to come down there. I got the spot I'm going to take us to. I, I got the spot. I no doubt, Coach. Spot. We got this recording. I'm going to give you my numbers. We can stay in contact. Man, yeah, but yeah, man. I look forward to seeing you. We can always play the Jazz once a year. So I always come to Salt Lake. At least, at least once a year, I come out there, man. I love it. Look forward to doing that. That'd be awesome. Thanks, Coach. It was so much fun, my brother. Appreciate you, man. Take care of yourself. All right, now. What's up, family? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league from the MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 b l e a v 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts who's a proud sponsor of the boss man show on your radio at Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.